0: Welcome to our first Founders Christian School podcast. This is an idea that uh, me and Mr. Jones had talked about doing um, and excited to do uh, just as a way to um, interact with you all in the midst of of the craziness that's going on right now. Um, But we do, I I call it the first because this is something we hope to do on a semi-regular basis. Um, And our plan is to talk through some uh, topic of interest. Uh, It might include something you all ask us to talk about, um, ranging from, you know, how, how to parent, how to educate, um, how to, you'll, you'll see what we talk about here in a minute today, um, but then follow up at, at the end of every episode with some uh, Q&A time for you all to ask your questions to us, um, and we'd, we'd work through those questions. So that's that's what we envision this podcast being. Um, again, we wanted to do this in the midst of what's going on right now as a way of, uh, of a point of contact with you all. Um, so that, that's where we're going to start this morning, uh, just asking um, how how we have been handling uh, this crisis. It's unprecedented. Our, our school's never been through. We went through Harvey, so there's a little bit of similarity there, but nothing with this kind of duration. And um, But it's not just unprecedented for our school. It's kind of unprecedented for our lives. I mean, I've, I've never been through something like this. So Yeah, I think that's right. And I, I think there have been many that have said,
1: with the exception of some kind of total war effort, we, we really have never seen anything quite like this before. And so I think right now we don't even know what we don't know, what all the challenges are that we'll face. And so uh, it'll be neat as we think through those things to to think through them together. And then when we come out the backside of this, as you said, I hope that this is something that we can keep going and uh, that we'll have an opportunity to to converse with you all as parents in this way uh, moving forward as well. So.
0: Now, you said um, something in there. You said that w- there's a lot of questions that we just don't know. We don't know the answers to. Um, it reminds me of um, in our, our teacher meeting we had this week trying to plan, um, which we have been working hard, by the way, on, on getting all this together. Um, Mr. Jones started out just by asking teachers, what what are some of your thoughts and, and one-word responses to what you're going through? And one of the the main words that was thrown out was uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things we don't know. Um and, and in the midst of that, there there are some things we do know as Christians that, that do provide some, some foundation for this. But um, that, that's, a, that's a common feeling right now. It's uncertain. I, I don't know what to expect. I, I don't know what news to believe. I don't know how long this is going to take. Um, other words in that meeting were surreal. This just feels mm-hmm. surreal. It feels odd that we're in this. Um, sobering was a word, um, kind of setting your feet on the ground of what What's important what life could look like it's very sobering Um, and then opportunity was another one of those words Uh, so just in the midst of all all these different emotions that people are feeling um, I thought it'd be helpful just to start out by asking what advice do do you have uh, for families thinking through these things going through financial crisis and being stuck at home what are some some things that you thought might be helpful just to start out reminding parents of well
1: when we think about the opportunities that we have in front of us now i mean the the reality is there is some uncertainty um and and there are things uh that that you all as parents will face that your kids will face that we as a school will face that that we're not certain about and yet one thing we can be certain of is that there is some opportunity in the midst of it and so Right now, some of the recommendations that we could give to to families would be to to spend time together. It's a unique opportunity. Sometimes we we think that it might be good if we could slow down for a little while, and uh, now we have the opportunity to slow down a little bit. And so, spend that time with your family. Read, read scripture together. Pray together. Uh, spend time around God's word together as a family. Maybe this would would be an opportunity to start a, a tradition as a family that you could follow through on long term but in terms of more practical things that we can do <clears throat> that, that might be helpful to think about during these times would be things like um, making a schedule uh, some of the things that families often do during the summer to <clears throat> to think through what their kids are going to do during the course of a day or something like that you know make a schedule uh, right now they're going to still have some schoolwork so maybe that schedule involves their schoolwork but maybe it also involves things like chores or something else that you're asking them to do. Uh, so that there's a a solution besides just spending a lot of time playing video games or or whatever. And, and I'm sure they'll, they'll do some of those things, but, uh, asking them to, to do some things that are, that are constructive for them as well, I think would be helpful. Maybe you can read a book together as a family, uh, Probably this is something we can address in a a future podcast. Hey, what are some things we can think through and what are some things that we can do uh, together as a family? And we could recommend some books. Uh, I even thought about uh, having us roll out a a contest of some kind where where we ask students to, to build something with their hands and uh, and then submit pictures or, or videos of that so maybe that's something we can talk about moving forward as well so i, I do think there are some opportunities to do unique things that we're not accustomed to doing uh, that we can do in the midst of this and those are things that we can look forward to
0: yeah, i think that's a great idea to build with your hands and, yep. and one thing you didn't mention was get outside yes you know we're, we're on quarantine or, or you know social distancing but that doesn't mean we have to stay inside of our house um, in fact my neighborhood i I didn't know that many people lived in my neighborhood until this happened there's people outside all the time yeah Uh, i've talked with my neighbors more in this week than i probably have in the last six months to a year total um so make the use of those opportunities get to know your neighbors talk with people that you can talk to stand six feet apart and say hi you know there's there's people outside uh we've been doing family walks every night uh walk just walking the block um, and, and that, that in it itself has provided opportunity for us to, to talk with our neighbors and, and even, I didn't know there were so many kids. Daniel's met some kids in, in the neighborhood. So um, and there, There's ministry opportunity
1: there sure. as well. This is a time for, for sure. the church
0: to, to look like the church. And so as you have opportunity to
1: minister to those around you, do those things. There will, there will be chances to share the gospel in the midst of this through the way we behave, through the way that we talk. Uh, even through the way that we think through these things, uh, those opportunities will be there
0: in a unique
1: way right now as well. So that's that's well said.
0: Well, let's move on. Um, I wanted to to just hit a few highlights. Uh, earlier this week, you sent a letter to all the families at Founders Christian School. Um, and a lot of that was nuts and bolts. We won't get into here. Uh, but you did say in this letter, uh, you mentioned the mission of our school. Yes. Yes. The mission of FCS is to equip future Christian leaders with the spiritual and academic tools for lifelong learning and to enable them to think, reason, and communicate well from a biblical worldview. And then you said, we will be working diligently to fulfill that mission in the midst of the present circumstances. That's right. Um, And and I know in the meeting, you you actually, with some passion, said we owe this to our families. We owe it to our families. And I just wanted you to share um, why you are so passionate about taking this mission and continuing it right now um, when a lot of people might be thinking, well, let's just throw in the towel and try again next year for, for the school year. So what, what, what's your heart behind that? Primarily uh, the heart behind it is,
1: is the fact that this is something we've committed to you all that we will do. And so uh, we believe there's something to a commitment. And, uh, and so if we've, if we've committed to deliver an education to your children, in a way that that meets this mission, uh, then, then we want to do that. And even if that means unique challenges or learning something new or working in a way that we're not accustomed to doing it, uh, we absolutely believe that it is our responsibility to make good on, on that commitment. But more than that, we, we believe we have a commitment to the Lord. If we've committed to the families, uh, then, then we have a commitment that we've made before the Lord to do that as well. And on top of all of those things, uh, we we love you guys genuinely and so we love our families we love our kids and we want to do uh, what we've said that we will do and we want to do what is good for those families and good for those students and so uh, it is it's a responsibility it's a commitment but it's also something that we want to do it's not it's not mere duty it's something that
0: we desire to do yeah and, and education is bigger than than a classroom you That's know right. ed, education happens um the question is is it quality or is it poor um, and, and not waste the, the educational opportunities we have. Our, our students are getting an education. All these things, sobering realities, uncertainties, these are things that, that our teenagers are learning that we never learned quite as uh, impactfully as, as they're learning right now. So education is happening, and we need to, to make sure that we are training our, our children and, and your children, our students, to think through how to process what's happening right now. And, and what better time to, to get a biblical perspective and a Christian worldview um, and, and train up our, our students in that way than right now in the midst of, of a time like this. That's right. Um, speaking of these times, you, you mentioned also in this letter that um, it, it says we are, we are in circumstances that we would not have chosen, yet nevertheless they are our circumstances. Um, in that statement, there's, there's a lot of theological foundation. Um, we didn't choose these circumstances, but they are our circumstances. Um, so I I just want to ask you, and and we've been using the word uncertainty a lot. Um, there are things we can be certain of in, in the midst of a circumstance that's not the best. Um, who did choose these circumstances for us? Um, and, and how, how does that encourage us in the midst of a time like this? One
1: thing we can be certain of is that because God is God and because he is sovereign he has chosen these circumstances and it comforts us because he is a good God who who loves us and promises to do good to us and so uh, as difficult as it may be to process something like this uh, we we realize that when when we face these kinds of ills uh, we face them because all of creation groans under a curse and the curse is is a result of sin and we know how this story turns out and The way it turns out is that God is ultimately Victorious and, and Christ is going to return and he's going to put all things under his feet and there will be for God's people an end to all kinds of disease sickness famine pestilence hurt and, and that's what we have to look forward to is I believe. That's why it's so important, even in the midst of something like this, uh, to be sharing the good news, to be hopeful, to, to make sure that those around us see us being hopeful and see us doing Christian things, because this is not our home. And, uh, and we are sojourners here, and for the time that we're here, uh, we ought to be ministering, and we ought to be uh, making sure that the rest of the world knows that even in circumstances like this, God is on his throne, and uh, in the end, will will reign supreme over all kinds of evil, including something like physical sickness.
0: Yeah, and I, I, absolutely. You, you mentioned um, you know, looking to the next life, as I hope, and um, I, I even thought about doing a whole podcast episode just on what are some biblical expectations, because what's happening right now is our expectations for life are getting blown up. That's right. we need to make sure we're looking at biblical expectations of what we ought to expect to happen in our lives uh, or else things like this could could derail you know your your, uh, your view of what what should be happening what's supposed to be happening we need to make sure our, our expectations are in line uh, with scripture um, on this point there was um, a, a verse that I read this week that that really stood out to me um, this is first Corinthians uh, 7 17. Uh, Paul writes um, he's talking to people living in different circumstances and he says as the Lord has assigned to each one and as God called each in this manner let him walk um, and so I directed in all the churches so um, to understand that we are in this circumstance because we've been assigned to this by God it's not just happened to us this is this is right. intentional we are, we are called to live in this uh, we are called to handle this moment you know, and, and that's, that's encouraging, um, an encouragement to, to not waste it. Uh, this is, this is purposed by God for his glory. Let's not waste, uh, these things. Um, last thing I wanted to mention in this letter, uh, you asked for parents, uh, for a commitment to seek out support when questions or difficulties come up. That's one reason we're doing this podcast. That's right. Um, and, You said, we want to help where we can. Sometimes your questions help us to know what should be on our radar, so please ask. Uh, Why did you ask for that as a commitment? Um, And and I understand it actually needs to be a commitment of our parents to do that. Um, And what's the value for our school um, in hearing these type of questions?
1: Well, it needs to be a commitment because there's value to our school in, in hearing those types of questions. That's, that's the reason that I ask for the commitment is because it's valuable to us to know what families are dealing with, what challenges they have, what questions they have. Uh, sometimes those, those difficulties help set our course. If, if what we do is ministry, uh, ministry has to happen sometimes in, in the midst of difficult circumstances. And so uh, I, I would say to the parents, wherever you're having difficulty, uh, as, as this moves forward, we wanna know those things because it can help set the trajectory for, for what we do and uh, what kind of help we're able to provide. And so that's, that's why there's value, is that it just gets us headed in the right direction. Obviously, we're gonna stay focused on our mission, first and foremost, uh, but the way we carry out that mission uh, we want to be as helpful as it can be to you all as our families. And so that's why there's there's value in, in asking you for a commitment to, to seek out assistance where uh, where you need it because we want to meet those needs. Just, just going back to what I even said earlier of the love that we have for our families and students, we want to be able to provide uh, the best ministry to you that we can. And so knowing where your struggles are helps us to do that.
0: Do you think there's a chance of uh, parents being in... in uh moments where they're getting frustrated in the next couple of weeks? Yes. Yes. All right. I'd say there's a much greater chance of that happening than of that not happening. Yeah, and and when you hit those frustrations, that's where this commitment comes in, right? Because yeah, there's a couple right. ways to handle it. Sure. Um you could say, well, I'm fed up with this. Mm-hmm. I'm I, I don't know how to do this. I can't handle I don't I don't understand the direction. So I'm, you know, fed up, frustrated and and um don't say anything and and if we don't know about those things uh there's no way that we can help so that's yeah. that's one reason we need that commitment from you so that when you hit those moments you reach out to us so that we can help i know as a teacher that's incredibly important especially as i think about distance learning if a student's having a, a, a difficulty i need to know um so that's that's uh why i think putting it in the terms of a commitment is so helpful um right now is, is we really um will benefit not just us to help serve you, but the rest of the families um, at our school, as Mr. Jones was just saying. Yeah. U- usually problems are not unique to one family. So, that, so someone may be
1: anticipating a problem that another parent is having. And I, and I don't wanna jump ahead to our Q&A, um, because I know there's a question in there about what do you do when you're struggling to get their kid to do their schoolwork and, and what have you. But uh, it doesn't have to be, I don't understand the directions or how does Schoology work. Uh, it can be as simple as, hey, do you have some advice for, for how to get my kid to sit and work? Uh, because that's what our teachers do every day. And so um, even those types of questions, we want to help. So, Well,
0: I think, I think now is a perfect time to jump into the, right, the parent let's, Q&A. Let's do it. Uh, because that is one of our first questions is, what do I do with a whiny kindergartner that doesn't want to do his work? Um, And and I might actually know that parent and that kindergartner pretty well. So uh, what would be your advice to uh, maybe me um, if you've got a whiny kindergartner that just does not want to do the work? Well, you you start by
1: realizing that uh, most parents of kindergartners have at one time or another had a whiny kindergartner who doesn't want to do their work. And you remember that they're kindergartners and you remember that they're kids. And and I've said this often to, to parents, but... The reality is, many kindergartners would would rather be out playing in the dirt than, than doing their schoolwork, and there's a there's a sense in which it, it's because of where they are developmentally, and so um, there are some practical things that, that you can do. One of those things would be to break up the work and and not ask them to sit for long periods of time. Uh, let them go outside and play. If they're if they're not wanting to do their schoolwork, um, maybe it's because they're so are, we,
0: are we rewarding them for whining is that <laughs>
1: <laughs> no I would not suggest that what you might do is is uh, make sure they know that if, if they sit and work uh, for a period of time then then they'll have the opportunity to go out and, and play and this is one of those chances that we talked about earlier to, to do unique things and, and take advantage of opportunities and one of those things is going to be uh, to help find things that your your child is interested in and and um, to the degree you're able deliver content and in, in that way that's one of the unique things about classical Christian education is one of the things we're after is taking the unique strengths and tastes of a student at a given age and to deliver their content to them in a way that corresponds to those tastes because that's what's tasteful to them and so if they're accidentally learning things along the way all the better and uh, and so you know, maybe for a kindergartner, they need to go play or collect things or that sort of thing.
0: For sure. I, I'm a parent of a kindergartner, as uh, I said in the question. But um, one thing, my, my wife sent me a text yesterday. I thought it was great. Um, she set up a little outside desk, and he was coloring a book outside. Mm, that's good. Um, didn't even have a shirt on, just outside, and just <laughs> en- enjoying um, doing school a little bit different.
1: So are you uh, recommending shirtless education? Um <laughs>
0: Uh, maybe for a kindergartner, uh, that's might, a boy. I might edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> Timestamp is about 20 minutes. Okay, there we go. We might want to take that one out or leave it in. We'll see. Um, all right. Uh, next question. Um, we've got a few questions from grammar school parents um, about procedures. So uh, these deal with packet pickup procedures. The first question: um, Do we have a plan in place? in the event that we can't drive over to the school. What if the authorities ask us a shelter in place for a period of time? Is there any way to send this information electronically?
1: Yeah, good question. And those are, those are things that we've thought about. And uh, one recommendation I would make to parents is to just make sure you, you have access to a printer, ideally in your home, so that if we have to go to something like uh, a shelter in place or mandatory quarantine type situation, that we have a way of, of carrying that out. And so um, it is possible that we might face that scenario. Uh, we just don't know. And and if we do, then again, we'll adjust just just like we have up until this point. I wouldn't think something like that would be ongoing or, or severely long, but uh, this has already provided plenty of surprises uh, to begin with. And, and, and along the lines of packet pickup, I don't know if you have this in, in the Parent questions or not but I know one question was asked of uh, does that really uh, qualify as social distancing if yeah if that was actually my, my next question okay. if they're yeah. coming in to pick up packets then, then does that qualify as social distancing and, and a couple of things I would say to that one um, it is different to, to come pick up a packet I mean that the idea that we have is that parents drive through the car rider line drop off their packet or pick up their packet uh, I guess it would be both uh, after the first week um, and that is a different situation than kids being around one another all day so it is a, a significant limitation to just having school and is preferable in that way um, and I also know that there are other schools doing the same thing I don't I don't know that public schools are but I've, I've spoken with administrators at other Christian schools and and that's what some of them are doing as well and so um, is it as limiting as it could be? No. Uh, is it a huge limitation compared to just carrying on with school? Yes, it is, and so um, best effort kind of thing.
0: Yep. All right, the next question um, is concerning enrollment for next year. So mm-hmm. we've got a, a parent saying, what should we expect in terms of kindergarten assessment um, and completion of the process if we're in the middle of enrolling our child for school next year?
1: The answer I would I would give to that is um, just continue the, the process so if, if you've got um, forms that you need to fill out uh, the online enrollment that you need to complete and all those kinds of things continue continue those and then as we're able to, to get back together we'll begin scheduling the assessments I think the question involves like kindergarten assessments mm-hmm. specifically right yep. so every grade level has uh, for, for a new enrollment has an entrance assessment or grade level assessment that's that's taken and so we will find a way to administer those even if we can't meet together physically but my expectation is that at some point uh, even if it's during the summer we'll have a chance to, to get back together and begin doing those things so um, if you're if you're enrolling or re-enrolling for next year one thing I would definitely say is to just proceed as though uh, things are going to kick back off as as normal and uh that's what we'll, we'll plan for as well so
0: all right well that's um all the submitted questions we had um there were four submitted questions which i know there's more than four questions floating around out for there sure. in the mind of our parents so uh, one thing um that, that we want to We've already mentioned this some, but your questions help, not just you, but they help the whole community. Uh, So send those questions in uh, to that email, questions at founderschristian.org, and we'll address those questions as they come in on future uh, episodes of the podcast. Yeah, and
1: it it may well be that some of those questions are are weighty enough that we might gear one of these entire podcast discussions around one of those questions, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, and nice. and I would say, too, uh, we welcome feedback on this format right here. Uh, we want to do this as well as we can. We want to do it in a way that's, that's uh, enjoyable, informative. And uh, so if it's if it's something you've enjoyed, we'd, we'd like to hear that. If you uh, feel like it was too long uh, or boring, then you can tell us that, too. Uh, if one of the things we'd like to do is potentially bring in teachers to interview at some point, uh, rotate faces and voices so that you're not seeing the same people all the time. And so uh, we have some ideas of things we'd like to do moving forward, but we welcome your feedback on, on this as well. If you guys
0: have ideas of of things you'd like to hear or or want us to talk about, let us know, please. Um, and I learned a new term, what TLTR is that? Uh, TLDR too long. Didn't read too long. Didn't read. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let us know if this was T L D W: too long. Didn't watch. Yeah. Um, we (laughs) we don't want to make, we we know your time is valuable. Uh, we want to make these helpful, um and and beneficial for you so we we don't just want to waste your time on this so let us know uh give us your feedback and we look forward to um engaging with you again uh soon look for another one of these probably next week and let us know your questions uh before then all right Uh, all right anything else you need to say no sir jones and admire out All right. Welcome. We're going to add one more segment to our podcast and uh, looking forward to this and the title of it is Dad Joke of the Day with Dan Baker. All right. Let's we're,
1: bri- we're adding it just because we like to laugh for sure. And we like dad jokes. So we're all Hello, dads, so that make sense? All right. Did what? you guys hear that the Secret Service is not allowed to yell get down when the president is in danger any longer? I didn't hear that.
0: No, that's news to me.
1: They have to yell, Donald Duck. (laughs) There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Dad Joke of the Day with Dan Baker.
0: All right. Uh, You all have a great week. We'll see you next time.